Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Hello, this is Mindy Weinstein, Director of Training at Bruce Clay Incorporated. Uh, Today we have our SEM Synergy podcast live from PubCon. I also have with me Virginia Nessie, Content Manager, and Christy Kellogg, a Community Manager. So what we thought we would do today is we've heard so much great information. It's been a power-packed day, lots of speakers, lots of energy, lots of great topics, and we thought it'd be great to let the listeners hear some of our top takeaways from today. So things that we've learned from the other speakers and things that our listeners can also implement in their digital marketing campaigns, whether it's paid or organic search. So I will go ahead and get started. I um, One of my most favorite presentations today was by Brent Satoris, and he talked about Reddit. Now for me personally, Reddit is something I'm not as familiar with. I want to be familiar with it. He gave some amazing statistics and demographics of who's on Reddit. And it was amazing because I think from a business perspective, we don't think about Reddit. We discount it. We don't put a lot of emphasis on it. But what stuck out to me, I think the median age on there was a 35.2 years of age, which I was surprised about that. The um, median income level, I believe, was close to 70 million or 70 million. That would be nice. 70,000 a year. So, I mean, these are people that are making good incomes. I mean, middle middle of the road on their age. But, you know, these are clients. These are customers that brands can reach. And some of the things that Brent shared um, were how to get started on Reddit. And I know when we've been talking about it, we were talking about some of it it's a little bit counterintuitive than how we would have thought you would approach Reddit, or at least for me. And because some of the things he mentioned is when you get started on Reddit, you want to be anonymous. So you want to be anonymous because that's the natural behavior. That's how people interact on Reddit. So you want to be anonymous, and that's what your avatar, you have to keep that in mind. You want to, before you jump in and, and start posting, even just commenting on other people's posts and getting to know the moderators. And so those are some of the great tips that he shared. But with Reddit, I feel like it's something that, from a marketing standpoint, you know, brands can't really, shouldn't ignore it, especially if that's their demographic, that age group, that income level. And it's a large group. The other thing that I thought was interesting about Reddit is he said a lot of the the things that we see that become popular posts within social media or even on the news online started on Reddit. So you think about it as a trend-setting platform, too. So true. It's great to see Brent present on the topic because he really is like the Reddit guru. He is. He, um, has, he's so passionate about it, and the reason that he is is because the Reddit market is affluent, educated, and consumers. And um, along with the points that you made, because those really stood Mm. out to me about, um, I mean, I've started using Reddit a little bit. Um, Bruce did an AMA a few weeks back Mm. that was popular on the subreddit, Big SEO. Um, But when I created my account to get started, it's my same handle that I use on Twitter and Facebook. I go by my name, 
and nobody goes by their name on Reddit. So what's the point? Well, you have to fit into what's normal. And that, you know, what's normal is some kind of, it's terminology that is very um, familiar in SEO. Right. And then also the underlying effect of getting to know the moderators is a lot like influencer marketing. It's, um, you know, you know that these moderators by definition have a lot of influence in the subreddit communities. Um, He, his big, tip was, you know, just start using Reddit as a user, Mm -hmm. as a real life, like find the things that interest you because there's literally a subreddit for every niche interest from, you know, organic products and beauty and fashion and, um, technology. Uh, so whatever you like, if you can find the subreddit that fits your interests, then you can start to get to understand how, how Reddit works so that you can identify opportunities for the brands that you work with so that you can build your own karma there on the platform and, you know, get into what is kind of untapped for businesses right now. And then he kind of went into some other like things that you can look at, such as ads, such as hosting your own AMAs or trying to be invited to them. But these are all, you know, after the fact of establishing yourself in the community. Right. And I think that was a big thing to go piggybacking on what you said, you know, from our perspective, we're marketers, you know, and you jump on there and you think, okay, well, I'm going to market. And, you know, he said, be careful about jumping in and just posting your own content because, uh, the admins on Reddit, so Reddit employees, they pinpoint that and they, they can detect it and that's not what the community is about. And I loved what he talked about even being passionate. So talk about so with you, with what you're talking about, all the subreddits, there's going to be something you're passionate about and that's really the community you should be involved in. So whatever you're passionate about, knowledgeable about, um, those are the things that you're going to want to get involved in. But if, from what it sounded like to me, you gotta you got to build your street cred <laughs> in Reddit before you, you know, get, jump in too much. And so I thought that was a big takeaway for me also. So Christy, you live blogged a lot of sessions today. So what were some of the, what were some highlights for you? Well, I think the most interesting session I live blogged was um, personal branding and social strategy. And that featured Mark Traphagen, Matt Crane, and Mel Carson. And there were some statistics that are important for us to know as digital marketers, and I'm going to share one from Nielsen. So only 15% of people will believe what a brand has to say, but 90% of people will believe a peer, friend, or family member. So that highlights the importance of having brand advocates from your organization just being themselves and talking about you that will make other people trust your business and care about what you have to say. They all had a lot of tips, and some of them were things that we've probably heard before. Um, But there were some particularly interesting new ideas from Matt Crane, so I'm going to share those. He talked about, again, the importance of empowering your employees to, you know, want to talk about you and creating a culture that fosters that. But then he went so far as to say businesses should buy the domain for every employee's name. Because, and then give it to them to do with what mm. they want. And he talked about, like, you know, if I was going to search for, like, you, Mindy, and I put in your name, like, 
you should look super professional, right? If there's like crazy pictures of you or like, <laughs> you know, just, just non-professional things, that's going to reflect bad on Bruce Clay. Inc. Did you search me? No, no. <laughs> just kidding. And I'm totally kidding. I don't have pictures like that. Obviously, that would never happen for you. But for some employees, that's the problem. And right. we shared an example of a company that was, like, trying to show how real they were. Mm. And it was a picture of them at, like, you know, like, some, like, night they had. And they were all in, like, rock and roll t-shirts, drinking <laughs> beers. And that's what came up when you searched for their company. It was a really bad impression. Right. And he was, like, the... Like, Matt Crane was like, you would never buy from these people if that's what you searched. <laughs> and so he's like, um, he said that people come to him with this problem. And so, you know, you have to do a reputation management, mm-hmm. own the SERP. But, like, he said you should do that for every single one of your companies. Um, let's see. He pointed out that it would be cheap. You know, it's $10 for a domain. Um he also um, talked about everyone having public LinkedIns and being really active on LinkedIn so that those come up. But really buying those domains was a new idea that I'd never heard anyone say before. That is interesting because when you hear about owning the SERP, it's usually the brand, you know, and whether that's a business brand or a personal brand, because even on a personal level, when you think owning the SERP, you're thinking about it for yourself. Like, what can you do to own that first page What's going to show up? But I, yeah, that's the first time I've ever heard that concept of doing that for employees. But it makes sense. And it's one of those things, I think, in general, it is kind of scary if you're a big company and you got all your employees and you are trying to have a certain image, a certain you know, perception of of what you are and your employees, if they don't reflect that, it is a poor reflection on you. So that's that's really interesting. His premise also was that everyone stalks everyone online, which we all know is true. So, like, if someone gives you a business card, like, they're going to look you up online. Right. So... That dovetails nicely with the keynote this morning, mm-hmm. which was Guy Kawasaki. And he had 10 tips for people to be more effective with their social media marketing. Um, He basically, well, one of the tips was um, basically he said that, you know, your social media presence is, you know, your, your presence uh, regardless of the silo. There's no personal me. There's no, you know, this is where I socialize. This is my professional account. Like expect that, some hiring manager is going to look at your LinkedIn, but also your Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, for at least whatever's open, depending on your privacy settings. Maybe your Instagram is open, all that stuff. He had tips like make your avatar image the same on every profile, which is, um, I mean, I definitely see some benefit to the, the branding mm-hmm. aspect of that. And, you know, that you're just quickly recognizable, especially for some like buddy that's like a public figure right is the end goal that we're all in a sense public figures in some way i mean you you can put yourself on that spectrum um how how you want to market yourself but um certainly uh it seems less productive to to really try to cut yourself off from certain um you know spheres of your life Right. And I, I thought that was interesting, too, because I don't do that. I have a different, you know, picture for each because I feel like my LinkedIn picture is more professional. It's more polished. I'm in a blazer, you know, kind of thing. And then versus my Facebook or even Twitter. But I mean, what he said makes sense. And especially within our industry, we are all more prone to look people up and you know, we are in digital marketing. So I, something I'm going to consider, it was, I see his point. It makes sense. 
haven't done it yet, but I think it's a good idea. I would go to the blog for that, all of these sessions, actually. Um, BruceClay.com slash blog. There's other great tips from Guy there, including things like, if you have a presentation, make it white text on a black background. Whoa. Right. Yeah, yeah that was good, too. And he had a lot of good tips on business cards that I hadn't thought about. His, he started out kind of making a joke about, you know, he's in his 60s. I forget how old exactly. He's like, I'm in my 60s. I don't want a card that has like a six-point font on it. I need to be able to see it. So I thought, you know, because we do get a little more fancy with cards too. And I thought that was interesting. Some of the basics that I think we do miss after a while. Email signatures. Email signatures. Cover photos. Right. Um, other areas that he kind of hit on. Well, he talked a lot about scanning business cards. And it was into, was it uh, Evernote? No, it wasn't Evernote he was talking about. Evercontact. Ever, Evercontact, right. So people will scan their business card or business cards they get. And you want to make sure that when you're card is scanned that the program can read it that's a good test of readability right so that was a big thing too so definitely some some great points there but it's time for us to take a break Um, when we return we'll give you some more highlights and more tips more SEM Synergy coming up don't go away SEM Synergy will be right back Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. 
search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. Before the break, we were giving some of our session highlights from PubCon in Vegas, and we have quite a bit that we've already discussed, and we have a couple more things that we want to share with you that were highlights of today. And Christy, I know that you mentioned um, you heard a great case study on jeans, and there's a certain speaker, so I'll let you go ahead and share. I did hear a great case study. So there was a session this morning called Building Great Content, and one of the speakers was Lauren Baker, and he's a founder of Foundation Digital and also the founder of Search Engine Journal. So he had an example of a client. Um, it was American Eagle Outfitters, and they wanted to reach their target audience, which is millennials. And it seems like that's everyone's target <laughs> audience. Um, so what... Lauren found as he was like doing research was these millennials were interested in making products their own. So what that means is like they buy the jeans, but then they take them home and distress them. Mm -hmm. So they're unique and personal. And this is like really big for them. And Lauren proposed that they make a piece of content all around distressing denim. And when he told American Eagle Outfitters that, they were like, wait, wait, no one shares anything on our blog. <laughs> and so then he had to, like, prove to them, no, this will work. And so I'll just walk you through the case study. So, well, not the case study, like, what happened. Um, so they did research, and they used SEM Rush um, to find out and also Google autocomplete to find out like what specifically people were searching for when it came to distressing denim. And he like let's see if I can remember. There were like long tail phrases like distressing denim with a cheese grater. Like, that's a <laughs> I don't know you could do that. Apparently you can. So like there were things like that and so they did a lot of research and they found the search volume and then they went ahead and they were really strategic and they created an in-depth blog post um on distressing denim and this was uh important because in the SERP all of the um the articles were not from retailers and there was a direct answer for distressing denim so they really wanted to get in there and be ahead of everyone so they created the blog post they made an infographic with subtle product placement and they distributed it so distributed that's hard to say. They <laughs> spread it out socially, and um, they put it in, like, emails to clients. And so the point is, they didn't just create this content. They were, like, really purposeful. And after they did all this, they got more than 10,000 Facebook likes, more than 450 Facebook shares. Uh, they had more than 25 unique links from, like, high-quality sites. And they had 25,000 referrals per month from organic search. So that's just a really great example of content that succeeded. And he also made like one final point that he went out of his way to find a writer who is passionate and qualified. And there's a quote, people can tell the difference between forced content and passionate content. The good writer might cost a little more, but it's worth it. End quote. So I thought that was really important. Right. It's a really powerful quote. Well, it's interesting that you bring up because they're trying to reach the millennial audience and that was who they were going after. 
I, over the summer, wrote an article for Search Engine Journal, and it was about millennial marketing. And I analyzed 10 different brands that I thought did a great job of going after the millennial market. So before I even talk about some of those takeaways that I found when I was doing my research and looking at these brands, first, like why millennials? Because that is definitely the hot topic. But, you know, let's talk about that first. Well, one, millennials is a huge, huge group of consumers One statistic, and I don't have them in front of me, so I don't want to butcher them, but just a pretty large percentage of the population, we'll put it that way. Plus, they have a very high percentage of discretionary income, so they've got money to spend, and they're a big group. So marketers do want to go after them. It makes sense to do so. And they're also a pretty wide age range, and I've read different numbers on like what's considered a millennial, but regardless, it's a big group. You can't ignore it as a business anymore. But some of the brands that... um, I found that I thought did a great job. I'm not going to go through all of them because you could go on Search Engine Journal and read the whole article. Plus, I did an interview today with Kelsey Jones with Search Engine Journal, so it'll be available on YouTube just talking about millennial marketing. But some of the ones that stood out to me, AT&T, and I might have shared it before on one of our shows, but they wanted to go after the millennial market with their wireless devices. And so they created their presence on Tumblr, and they had just this little... Um, it looked like just a screenshot of a text message and it just said, you know, when you figure it out, call me or figure out what you want, call me or something to that extent. But it was one of those moments that, especially in that age range, you, you know, it's a relationship. Everyone's been there. When you figure out what you want, you know, then let me know. So I thought that was really great. They did, they got a lot of traction with it because they reached that group at a personal moment, something again, that everyone could relate to. Another one that I thought was really great was um, Chipotle. So Chipotle, they went the route of entertaining. So they came out with this whole mini-series called Farmed and Dangerous that was available on Hulu, I believe. And it was like, it was funny, it was a comedy, but it was like the farmer who's the good guy, all natural ingredients going up against the big bad corporation with all the chemical-filled foods. And it got tons and tons of like engagement and people were sharing them and talking about it, but they knew their market. They knew that they wanted to be entertained and everyone wants to fight for the little guy and the little guy, you know, Chipotle with the natural ingredients. So that was another really great one. Um... A third one that just has completely stuck with me is Tom's Shoes, which, you know, most of us know their business model. You buy a pair of shoes and they donate a pair of shoes to those people that are in need. And they've done really well with the millennial market because millennials, from all the research that's been done, they want to get behind a brand that has a cause. So when they feel like they're able to buy from a brand that is also supporting a greater good, they get more fulfillment out of it, and they're more likely to engage with that brand, be loyal customers. So that one, I just feel like, in general, that's something every business should do. I think it's being a good citizen, supporting, you know, again, supporting the greater good. So businesses should do it just because I think it's the right thing to do. Get behind a cause. Get behind a charity. Donate some money. Get your employees on board. Get your customers on board. But from a marketing side, so I say that first because I just think in general it's good. From a marketing side, though, it helps because you're able to show, you know, we're about something more. You know, it's not just about the profit. We're about giving back. So those were ones that I thought were really great. And after I'd actually written that article, I had, Tom's had come out with virtual goggles. I don't know if that's the, like techie. That's probably not the right techie term. But they put them in some of their stores so that their customers could put on these virtual goggles 
Again, I don't know if that's right. So forgive me if that's not the right term. But they could put these on in the store and they could actually experience what it's like walking through, I think it was a small village in Peru, giving out the shoes. You know, so they could feel like they're more part of it. Like it was actual real like virtual type experience. So that to me was kind of interesting. So I thought here they took the extra step. So their customers are getting behind a cause, but they could also go and experience it too. So pretty powerful. They're not in all their stores when I read. It's just a handful of them, but they understood their market and they got it right. So millennial marketing, it's something that, you know, any brand needs to consider. If that's your target audience, you need to make sure that you are approaching them the right way. That leads us to the end of our show today. Uh, I would encourage you to go to our blog, bruceclay.com slash blog. We've done a lot of live blogging of PubCon and we'll continue to be posting. We also live blogged SMX East, which was just last week. So I encourage you to go to our blog, uh, read about the sessions, tons of great information. I'd also encourage you to give us your feedback on iTunes and give us a review and we will... See you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.